1: No, non-stop viking Star. it's purple daily on score north and ScoreNorth.com. you think you like football john madden doesn't just like football he f- loves football
0: you see what he did there see he had brown on the play before where he jacked him up and then he's going to hit him and take an inside move on him charles was like a boxer everything he does is to set up the next thing he's gonna do. Football! Football! Yeah! Yeah! You know what he's talking about.
1: He Gotta eat. Yeah!
2: Charles Haley. That was a Cowboys game. He was t- I, I mm-hmm. bet. I bet he was talking about Charles Haley. Like <laughs> a boxer, was? man. He was damn good. Charles Haley was good. He, he was a huh. mean player.
1: Also, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the Cowboys also, or maybe the Niners, maybe both. Didn't both teams have Ken Norton Jr. in yeah. the '90s and Charles Haley played and, for both too, right? Yes, and wasn't Ken Norton Senior a professional boxer? Yeah, in like the Ken 70s? Norton's Dad was
2: yeah. Ken okay. Norton Senior was a very good boxer. That yeah. is also I love correct.
1: I love that all of these like former like John Madden, we play the Brian Baldinger. They all sound like they have mashed potatoes in their mouth when they talk about football.
2: Football. Do you remember the, the, okay. the when when you were a kid, the whole thing after after Madden became bigger than life as far as football analysis went, the whole thing was to find Madden clones. Matt Millen was was in fact he rose up before he took that godforsaken job with the Lions, he was the number two guy on Fox. And he was Madden, sort of Madden Light. Yeah. And yeah. it was like Matt and Baldy, Bal, Baldy was Madden. Like the same type of guy, deal. Tim,
1: uh Tim, he wrote a book. Tim Ryan. Uh, Tim, Ryan Tim Ryan was yep. kind of in that same. He was thing, sort of yeah.
2: a thinking man's man. But I mean, Matt Millen was John Matt, just younger. Uh, he's going to destroy him. He's going to kill him. Uh, J- <laughs>
1: Matt, calm down. <laughs> he's gonna no, he's going to kill him. I want him to kill him. <laughs> he's going to cut his head off and punt it through the uprights. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, right. Purple Daily with Mackie Judd, executive producer Declan Goff. Is powered and presented by TCL TVs. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. We're going to get. This is the first day of 2021 that we are bringing back Purple Positivity Mm -hmm. Thursdays. And so we're going to answer the question here if the Vikings are going to contend for a Super Bowl, it will be because blank. And we have an interesting. Mock draft that just came out too, so we'll do all that stuff. But Dex, why don't you tell the audience about how you're going to break a hundred? It sounds like for the first time oh, in yeah. your golf career, you
0: know. And you know, PFF grades, we want a hundred. That's that's the ceiling. You know, that's the top grade <laughs> you can get. Uh, I, I'm tr- I'm trying to get more. You know, underneath a hundred as as judge your floor. You know, floor. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm, I'm trying to get to a, a legitimate spot here on, on the golf course. And you know, a lot of people give giving, giving crap to my swing. You know, a lot of people think my swing is 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 dog bleep. You know what? It might be dog bleep, but I know it can only go up from here. You know, I I have a ceiling. I've had a Josh Allen rough rookie season, and I'm just blossoming, man. You just got to give me some new clubs and give me Stefan Diggs. And all of a sudden, I'm in the MVP <laughs> discussion. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And Stefan Diggs, can he golf? Do
1: we know? Have we ever seen I'm Stefan Diggs I'm guessing he can. But I did I just compare
0: my golf game to Josh Allen. I did just do that. Thanks to my friends oh, my P. at the PGA Tour Superstore. It was the van fitting experience. My guy Ian helped me out. He was a fitting specialist, and he monitored a couple different things. He looked at my clubs. He looked at my combination of club heads and shafts. He put me in the right Right, you got gear at clubs that I'm going to be using this year. It's the Van fitting experience at the PGA Tour Superstore in Minnetonka. Go check
1: it out. Awesome. All right, boys, let's do this here. Okay, let's bring it back. Purple Positivity <laughs> Thursday here on Purple Daily, and we'll start with Judd Zolgad, Mister Negative. Judd Zolgad, always negative. never I'm always say anything positive nope. about the Vikings. Nope. We're going to force him to right now. So, nope. if the Vikings are to be Super Bowl contenders in 2021, yep it will be primarily because blank.
2: And so the question is a, is a run, correct? Like it's it's playoff victories. It is they are they, I would say they, if are they if they're getting back in to the, the hunt.
1: Yep, however you okay. define it, but like like the goal here would be you're in the NFC championship well, game with a real, with a real shot. The right?
2: obvious thing to me is that and this is not my reason why, but the obvious insinuation too is, is that the defense rebounds and is really good again. Um, but that's how the team starts. Like that's the fundamental basis of success for this franchise, right or wrong. So to answer the question, if the Vikings are going to be legitimate Super Bowl contenders that can make a run to the Super Bowl in 2021 or the season, it is going to be because the offense is unleashed completely. It is because the offense is going to be fantastic. It, it is because they have the skill position players to be, and they they were showing this. An elite unit, which has a quarterback who has the time to be successful, an outstanding running back, wide receivers who are at least two of them who are damn good, a tight end in Irv Smith Jr. who is developing. It's going to be because they solidify the offensive line and get Cousins the time that he needs, especially on that blind side. And that this the offense is going to go from, well, statistically, they're good. I mean, look, to no I test statistically across the board. This is 2021. And while defense is very important, and I understand that, you become a Super Bowl contender driven in large part by what your offense can or, I guess, can't do. So my answer to your question is everything clicks. And this offense is not only statistically good, Phil Mackey, it's also – passes every test of, okay, this is what you wanted. The gloves are off offensively. And if you need a late drive to win a football game, you get that late drive.
1: mm what about you, Declan? If if the if the Vikings are to be true Super Bowl contenders, it will be primarily because of what?
0: Well, I I like Judge's take that the offense finally gets unleashed, which is a, a good way to look at it. You have absolutely superstars on there. Uh, at the same time, you like that? Oh, I do.
1: You like that?
0: I absolutely do, Kirkers. But I, I also think what really makes them push it over the top is these big dogs in the middle, right? You got. Yeah, uh yeah, Devin Tomlinson coming back here, Michael Pierce, who is a media darling. I think we can already crown him like the media good guy going into 2021. <laughs> he had a great press conference yesterday. I think it's those big dogs in the middle swallowing up holes and and, and 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 finally stopping the run so the teams weren't running right up the gut like they were against the Vikings last year. You know, I know it's not a sexy thing, obviously, but at the same time, they were such a sieve, for the lack of better words, on defense last year. You clog up those guys in the middle, Michael Pierce and Tomlinson. And obviously, Daniel Hunter coming back. You don't know what they're going to do with their first round pick. It could be Quiddy Pay or another defensive end monster as well. I think it's those def- that defensive end, uh, honestly, causing havoc on opposing teams' offensive lines.
1: So, all right, and I'll give my answer, and then we can kind of we can kind of circle back on on these things. I think oftentimes it's 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 too easy in these football debates to make it black and white and very right. binary where. It's the defense. No, it's the offense. You No, you win a Super Bowl with a great defense, but no, you win a Super Bowl with this. And well, the reality is you just have to have a lot of great things all over the place. Like, no no one ever won a Super Bowl with a great offense and the historically worst defense in the league, right? (laughs) I mean, otherwise the New Orleans Saints from like seven years ago would have been winning the Super Bowl all the time. And They had Drew Brees and they had all these amazing players offensively and they had Sean Payton, but they had the worst defense in the league for three years. So like Everything needs to be really good to be a Super Bowl contender. But when you look at what really drives like the things that, that the top teams in the NFL have when you're watching championship weekend and Super Bowl weekend, offense is the leading driving force. Doesn't mean that you ignore defense, but to me, to fill in the blank, if the Vikings are going to be true Super Bowl contenders this year, I agree with Judd. I think the primary reason will be, that their offense goes from good to great somehow. I don't know how that happens yet because I don't know who their left tackle and left guard are, and we can get into that again in a second. But if you look last year, for instance, at the teams, and and, and just to back up a step, I think if the Vikings are going to be true Super Bowl contenders, I think you get out of this mindset of like 9, 10, 11 wins for a second. You need like 13 regular season wins, and that was with the old schedule. It might be 14 now if you want that buy and you want to guarantee yourself a home game. Or two in the playoffs. I think the, if, if you're going to reverse engineer this from Vikings knocking on the door to the Super Bowl, to me, it's not wild card and and like three road playoff wins in the playoffs. I don't think that's a rest. I don't think that's setting yourself up for Super Bowl contention. You have to dominate the regular season and a tough schedule and win like 13 games. Maybe give yourself a buy and at the very least play a home playoff game or two. And to become a 13 win team. Offense needs to be great, not good. And if you look last year, the teams that were the best in the regular season, the Green Bay Packers with 13 wins, and by the way, these are also the teams that were playing the final weekend of the season. The Buffalo Bills had 13 wins, and the Kansas City Chiefs had 14 wins. Those were the three best regular season teams. They were all alive and playing on championship weekend. And according to uh, profootballoutsiders.com, those teams made up three of the top five offensive DVOA units in the league. Tampa Bay was also in the five, and they won the Super Bowl. Uh, it's not to say that those teams also didn't have great defensive components, that Tampa Bay didn't have a pass rush and uh, a ferocious front four. like Those things are true, too. But if you want to win 13 games in the regular season, you're not going to do it by grinding out defensive games mm-hmm. for four months. You're just not. Like your de- Your defense is going to suffer some injuries. Your defense is going to suffer a couple lapses here and there where you just give up thirty or forty points or whatever it is. Yes, offense as the driving a great offense as the driving force is what gets you to thirteen wins, and so then the question becomes: All right, well, what what do you need from this from your the the remaining remnants of free agency and the draft? I think if you draft a franchise left tackle. And you sign one more interior offensive lineman. I think you're a lot closer to taking that step offensively, and and you have to be more aggressive in the passing game. I can see it. I can see it. But they but they've got to get a couple more players in here if they want to take that step.
2: Well, and, and I think you probably need somebody in your building who's a very important person who is who sees the vision like we just explained it as well. Though, so so like your head coach can be like defense, defense defense which Mike is but you need somebody to say no actually here's how it works more and so you need important people in Egan to value the offensive components as much as we do and there's no you know from the statistical evidence that you just laid out Phil there's no reason why it shouldn't be now that does not mean that defense cannot win you a Super Bowl it can in that game but as far as what the overall approach to now playing 18 regular season games is, and playoffs, it has to be at least skewed towards offense. My concern, though, with the Vikings and the thought process that we're talking about, my concern is I don't even know if the thought process about how the offense should operate is correct. Um, Delvin Cook's a great player. I love him. I mean, he is a a, a multi-talented running back. He is incredibly valuable. But I don't think giving Delvin the ball on third and 22 is a great idea
1: right? So like, I mean, a third and 22 is like, like, you're not going to get a first down anyways. To me, it's more like the the okay. second and one. I was like trying second to be a, the to be a jackass the there by saying that, but, but I would be like second and one would be the jackass. call. Well, like, why but, are you always running on, but, just throw, but what you need
2: to do is you need to value the skill set that your offense has to utilize it absolutely correctly. And I don't know that they do that yet. And that to me, like the fundamental discussion of what we're saying, my biggest concern is actually not the players. My biggest concern is the belief of how it should run. And, and Mike's philosophy on life is let's eat clock offensively to keep my defensive guys off the field, to keep them fresh so they can be ferocious when they get on the field. And my response is, no, let's go. Offensively, let's go, go, go. Let's do yeah. let's let's not worry about time of possession. To me that strikes me now as an arcane stat. Like time of possession, look at time of possession. I really care more about what the points say than the time of possession says.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Like time of possession, I mean the 1998 Vikings had some games where they were getting outpossessed on a regular basis, but it's cuz they had a quick strike offense, right? Yeah. And the Chiefs, sometimes the Chiefs are just, you know, the Chiefs aren't obsessed with controlling the clock. I, I, I get it. You don't want your defense to just be like on the field for 45 minutes and sucking air. And, um, but it's ultimately it's about maximizing your possessions. Right. And so I think just to, to keep in the theme of purple positivity here, I think the bones with the skill position players and with what Kirk cousins is good at are there. Mm-hmm. You've got the threat of Dalvin cook. You've got two of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And you've got, by the way, you've got a couple emerging tight ends as pass catchers too uh let's let's combine them uh as one and call them Irv Gronklin um and I just think if you can if you can feel better about the five guys protecting Kirk Cousins through free agency and the draft one month from now you can go from if you want you can go from being let's control the ball and and we'll and will attack as necessary in the second half through the air which they did a pretty good job of and they finished like they finished fifth in yards per play and fourth in total yards. And so they didn't have a problem chunking yards, especially in the second half, but to being a full throttle offense for 60 minutes and really laying it on in the first quarter and just going for the jugular early and not worrying as much about grinding clock and keeping the defense off the field. The top priority of offense should not be give the defense a breather. The top priority of offense should be get up 21 to three on your opponent and just stick it to them when you've got the weapons that the Vikings have. And they do like they've, They've got great weapons. They should not well, be afraid to use them early and often in 2021. And that's
2: the most important thing because post Moss, we saw a, at a times, receiving core that was brutal, absolutely awful. Well, we've got Aroma Shadu. He's terrible. We've got <laughs> Michael Jenkins. He was great five years ago. If you think about the guys that after Randy left that we saw here, right, in that uh, time period and it was not good. You look at your top two guys now; they're outstanding. Like you've got receivers that are uh, that are outstanding, and you've got a rookie or a, now going into his second year, and Justin Jefferson, who is an absolute, I think, probably star player. Use that. You've got the ability to quick strike, go, and and that's going to mean that Kirk's going to have to make some throws that he probably does not love making but I think he's capable of, in purple positivity fashion I'll give him credit I think he, I think Kirk's capable of making throws that scare Kirk but you got at times to pull the trigger on those throws there's a lot here that if they unleash this thing and do it right I think you could have a quick strike
1: offense that
2: really impresses people
1: I agree and the Vikings have kind of proven in their history that you don't necessarily to to have a top great offense you don't necessarily need to have a Tom Brady or a Russell Wilson. Like it would be really nice at some point that the Vikings could just find their 10 year in his prime young quarterback. And that would be great. But 1998 Randall Cunningham was at the back end of his career and he was out of the league for a couple of years. And he was a backup by that point. He was not the same Randall Cunningham from, from eight years ago, but the, but the system around him and the weapons around him were so ridiculous that he just had to sit in the car and hit the, hit the gas pedal. And it was like, Whoa, Ferrari. This is amazing. Um, the Vikings in 2000 had a great offense, and that was bef- that was rookie or second year, so, but he yeah. hadn't played yet. First year Dante Culpepper, right? Yep. And and you know, all right, Dante, you got ridiculous weapons. You got a Hall of Famer up front um, in Randall McDaniel. You got you just 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 don't crash it, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, Kirk is not on that top top level, but I still think they've got so much around him, and if they can just, like I said, if they can add a franchise. Left side of the offensive line player in the draft here. Um, I don't think you should be afraid to just see what Kirk can do if you let Kirk cook. Yes. What's the worst that can happen well, in 2021? Well, then you, you hit the reset button. But right?
2: the, but the most important thing to doing that is this. I and I'm I'm not advocating for Kirk to throw stupid passes and get picked off. Okay, just to be clear. But you're going to have to allow him the latitude to make throws that he doesn't necessarily feel comfortable making with the threat that they might be picked off. But if they're not, they're going to be big plays. Like that's the whole thing. I feel like Kirk, in fact, I'm going to defend Kirk. Damn it. I feel like Kirk is under, you like
0: that? You like
2: that? I feel like Kirk is under pressure from the head coach at times to be like, Oh boy, if you make it, Oh no. Oh no. Now he's not going to be benched, but I do think that there's, there's pushback and that the goal is keep my defense off the field. Limit your mistakes, and again, I'm I'm not saying a repeat of that Falcons game because that was terrible, okay? But I am saying if you can get a guy downfield, if you can make some throws to Justin Jefferson or Thielen, you should have the
0: ability to make them. He, the take was so good. Take mm-hmm. was so good. He just it froze him. Phil Mackey, uh, I kept going. Up I could, could
2: tell he was frozen, bit. but I just kept going. Right.
0: No, but I I, I think it's uh, I think it's a pretty good point too because if if they can if they can figure out how to be legitimate on offense and and pretty much put all their tools in that basket, it's going to be even that much better for them to be legitimate Super Bowl contenders next season. Mm -hmm. Um, And and Kirk, yeah, if you can let Kirk cook, and that's where, if if one of these tackles falls, and Slater, or if you, I don't think they'll have the resources to trade up to get Panay Sewell necessarily, but if they got the right tackle here, then it's going, I mean, th- then you have the resource. Like, that th- that's the whole thing. It's the but big missing key.
2: You're at the point now, too, where you might as well give Cousins the ability to show what he can do. And and to do that, I've sensed that the pressure has to be off Kirk. So if Kirk throws a deep pass for Jefferson and it gets picked, it gets picked. It's like a punt. Right. Um, But if you're going to go down the path that the Vikings are going down, I don't think you can have conditions of, you are a starting quarterback and you're not going to be benched, but if you screw up... Uh-huh. And so that's, but I don't know that Mike has Dex, the capability of walking that tightrope. Like I think Mike, Mike clearly sees things like Mike does. And sure. I don't know that that can be, um, I don't know that you could tell Mike change your ways now. I think he very much is set in how he wants to do. things.
0: Well, let me ask you this too, because he was so quiet in the first half. He did get hurt, but then he finally woke up and was the player in the second half. Irv Smith. Is he going to be someone that is featured more going forward? And do you think with the maybe the departure of Kyle Rudolph, it makes things easier that Kirk? Because because Kirk loved his security blanket and Kyle, but you know Kyle's production also dropped off last oh, year. He, you know, he, he didn't throw him that much last year. But if he mm-hmm. can, if Irv Smith, I mean, he is I think really the the big X factor. We're talking. We know what Justin Jefferson's a stud. Adam Thielen's still a very good receiver. Dalvin Cook. We know what it is there. I think if Irv Smith enters that basically top 5 tight end cuz the tight end is this new thing in the NFL right now i mean you you, you know how much i love my guy Kyle Pitts it's like, not that it,
2: new now Yeah. like it's been it's it's the hybrid tight end has now been a thing for 10 years right so like yes um here's the here's the question there see this all to me so much of the discussion it comes back to coaching and it comes back to offensive scheming so like i i don't think that Kyle The decision with Kyle was clear that they felt and they they were right. His skills were eroding and he could definitely block and develop there. Good for him. And so he became more effective in what we would consider to be, Declan, a traditional tight uh, tight end role. Mm -hmm. But I wanted Irv Smith to be unleashed more last year as well. This is the question. Are you willing? Because you're paying Dalvin a ton does not mean it's a great idea to say he has to be the bell cow or focal point of the offense. So to me, this doesn't come back to Kirk. To me, this comes back to Clint Kubiak now and Zimmer. Do you have the the wherewithal and the willingness, which is probably the more important word, to unleash things far more? Like, I would like to see Cook catching more passes. Yep. I would certainly like to see more passes across the board, period. Um, Dalvin Cook, as you know, Phil has said repeatedly before, is a threat just by stepping on the field. Exactly. But that also gives you the ability not to use that threat nearly as much as they want to. Mm-hmm. But that's not on Kirk Cousins. That's on play calling. That's on that's on offensive philosophy. And do the Vikings are they willing to go away from that? Because if they do, if they used this offense, absolutely in the correct manner and the pass protection improved at all i think you are sitting on a really really explosive group of people here but are you going to do that and i i have my
0: doubts yeah and and i think most importantly too uh if if it's clint kubiak just basically replicating the system that uh, is his dad had and you know i think that's obviously the fail safe there but i i i just really want to see if clint kubiak can not be like his dad and be a pass-first offense and change a little bit, tinker with some things here and there that make the offense that much better. I think your, your take was so hot, Mackie had, had had to go away, and now I think he's he's composed himself. Oh, he's is back, Mackie can he come back in the room? No, that that's
1: what we call an Irish goodbye, where you just leave without telling anyone. That's you know that's what happened. What
0: I knew this was going
2: to take place. <laughs> the Seahawks got wind of your stunts, and they're they tired of the Vikings talk. And John Schneider personally came to your place. And found the cords and cut them all.
1: Actually, you know where I was? i got to be totally honest, okay? Pretty nice out here today. And so uh, I was over at pxgminneapolis.com or pxg.com slash Minneapolis looking for some new golf gear. That's that's where I was. Uh, The new Gen 4 clubs have landed. Drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons. These are PXG's flagship clubs. They are great clubs. And uh, you should check them out. Also... If you're more interested in something high-performance with PXG technology, a little bit more within reach price-wise, the 0211 golf clubs could be could be yours at pxg.com slash Minneapolis, or just stop in PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center um, if you want to you wanna get a head start on golfing season. Boys, we have a Charlie Casserly mock draft oh, yeah. if oh, you yeah. want it. I
2: want a mock! Mock!
1: A Charlie Cashley mock draft here. So, Joe, what is what is Charlie Cashley famous for as a GM? Again, didn't he help build a Super Bowl team at one? In point, Washington, yeah, he did a great job. Ago?
2: He did he did a great job in Washington, and then he got he was um, executive in Houston for a while. And I want to say that didn't go as well. But for <laughs> but for like the last five years, he okay. he has been in a neck and neck race. He has been dueling Bill Polian for greatest old white man takes.
1: Bill Polian and Charlie Cass. But I mean, they're like neck and neck. This is
2: the way football. You know, this is the way football used to be. Let's just let's just say I think both guys aren't um, into adapting with the times.
1: (laughs) Well, I guess we'll find out here. This is so Charlie. This is his 2.0. He says after two months of revealing, or two months after revealing my first mock, quarterbacks are still all the rage. I have five franchises taking signal callers in the first round including a couple trades, so here we go. All right. Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville. Zach Wilson to the Jets. Before I keep going, I just want to tell people, too, that we have been keeping track on all these mock drafts we're doing. Who most often goes to the Vikings? And so far, it's a tie between Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive lineman from USC, at 5, and Christian Barmore, the defensive lineman from Alabama, at 5, Quiddy Pay, and he's the edge rusher from Michigan, and Christian Darisaw, the offensive tackle from Virginia Tech, Each have been mocked to the Vikings three times, and then it's just a bunch of dudes who've been mocked there once, including one time Jamar Chase, one time Rashawn Slater, the uh, tackle from Northwestern. Dex's guy, Kyle Pitts, got mocked to the Vikings at one point. That was really late, though. My guy. Be kind of shocked at that. Yeah, he he ain't
2: dropping to 14, Dex. You know that.
1: Mac Jones to the 49ers at three. Kyle Pitts to the Falcons at four. Yeah. Panay Sewell to the Bengals at 5. Okay. Okay. Jamar Chase to the Dolphins at 6, cool. followed by Devontae Smith to the Lions at 7. So a little run on receivers here. As we go toward the bottom end of the top 10, the Panthers take Rashawn Slater, mm. the offensive tackle from Northwestern. So if And then Micah Parsons to the Broncos at 9. So if it played out this way to this point, if you're the Vikings, are you thinking, okay, well uh trade back how, how are you feeling right now i'm th- no justin fields yet yeah i am right now personally i'm thinking
2: offensive tackle still that's what i'm, I'm thinking, thinking uh, if i'm the, I'm Vikings thinking GM. justin
1: fields Trey Lance here personally but let's we'll see how this plays out patrick sertand the cowboys at 10 oh now now we're getting later wow dude look at this this, so this, oh, is, a, pages this is a free fall for these quarterbacks
2: yeah this is why i said old man
1: Giants taking quitty pay at 11. this is so implausible so if you're the if you're the Patriots right now and you've got 12 13 14 in front of you including the Vikings who have Kirk cousins and you're just going to maybe get a quarterback fall in your lap Eagles take Jalen waddle at 12. This is... as of right now we're going to pick 13 and both both Trey Lance and Justin Fields are still on the board this this by the way
2: and we have looked at a ton of mock drafts. Is the worst mock draft I've seen yet.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> or maybe, or maybe or he's maybe dialing. <laughs> Sometimes when guys get wonky and like it's it's just like what? How can that be? I almost feel like they have information. Yeah, yeah.
2: I got my assumptions about Charlie. Keep going.
1: Have you guys ever seen that clip where Charlie thinks that they're like? Yeah. He pulls like a Burt live, and he yes. thought they were pre-recording, and he just like oh, freaked out God. at the producer, and they yes. were live. Yes. Yes. yes,
2: I did, and that that's influencing my thought process on this draft.
1: Senile. <laughs> All right, Chargers take Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker to the Chargers. So, so you are the Vikings right now, and you could you could take Christian Dariusaw. Yeah, you could take Trey Lance. You could take Justin Fields, or you could trade back. Well, what are you looking to do here?
2: Well, wait what what is Judd Zolget of the Vikings looking to, to do? I mean, I am going to take Justin Fields personally. That's what Me I too. that's what I am going to do. Do I? Th- I think the Vikings would trade back right now.
1: What about Declan? Declan, what if what if Eric Spielman keeled over and they're like, "This is our chance to hire Declan." Yeah, You're running the draft got the best
0: man. Oh my god, I'm in the back of the chair right now, just falling backwards. <laughs> I'm trading back. I'm trading back right now. Like like Barrett Tucker's gone, Slater's gone too, right? But how about Justin Fields? You you wouldn't take Justin Fields? No, I don't. I don't think so. Someone else is going to give me a haul and Dude. get more picks. I, All I, right, I think I'm trading back, yeah. dudes.
1: We asked Washington would definitely be interested in trading up here. Oh yeah, New England And they might take. Um... Oh, speaking of. Brilliant. Washington, and I have, this, I have not seen this. You guys maybe have. So, yeah. Washington trades up to get Trey Lance with the Minnesota Vikings here. And so, we'll keep sneaking So, there's down no here. trade, oh, the, though. So, wow. So, Justin Fields free falling here. Yeah, this is where. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a, no Washington traded up. What do you mean?
2: No, no. I, I said, but but I but I want the terms of the trade. Like, did the Vikings yeah, get? Yeah,
1: they don't. They unfortunately the don't. The first and two
2: second. Like, he just I'm like sure made the you trade.
1: They're moving up five spots to take a quarterback. Yeah, they 100. percent either they either gave you their second round pick this year or and or their first yeah, round pick next year, I bet.
2: I want Charlie to tell me what he thinks he they got. Like he so did Charlie this for a
1: long time, Charlie. Yeah, he didn't. Nope. Charlie doesn't, have time, yeah, he doesn't your, have time for your your wishes and yeah. needs. Uh JC Horn to the Patriots, so they pass on fields. The Cardinals pass on Keep going. Fields and take Caleb It gets Farley. worse. It gets worse. Tevin Jenkins to the Raiders. Wait till you see the team Jaylen that passes Phillips on Fields. Jalen Phillips
2: to the Dolphins. I've seen this part. Wait till you see
1: who passes on Fields. And the Vikings at 19 still get Christian Darrisaw, right. like the offensive this. tackle from it's, Virginia Tech. I like it's this. It's implausible. Keep going. Is it, though? Greg
2: news. Look at this one. No, stop. Go back a little bit. Just a the little Bears. bit. Bears. Look who just passed on this? Justin
1: Fields. The Bears, the
2: you're Bears. saying? Yeah. The Bears. Yeah. Yeah. You think the Bears <laughs> would pass on Justin Fields?
1: Yes. What do you mean they have Andy like, Dalton? Yeah, they're talking about what, the Red Rocket. He's better than Andy Dalton? Yeah, come on, dude. They're That's gonna a, respect a the name. They've
2: got a chance to end the ineptitude. <laughs> dude, and, the and Red anyway, Rifles. Yeah, this is for you.
1: this is unbelievable. Bears don't need quarterbacks. No. Uh, well, I'm just gonna keep. I want. I, I want to know. Did, did he forget that Justin Fields That's was in the draft? Andy? That's my no. Oh, wow. There he goes. Yeah. No. Wow. No. That's not happening. Twenty four. No. Wow. I love this. I think he might be onto something. There's a chance Justin Fields could be the Aaron Rodgers of the 2021 draft. So there it is. There is it's your crazy. Charlie I'm Casserly actually off mock right now. draft. I'm That's mad. I
2: want a mock.
1: mock. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad right now. All right. I'll pull this off the screen so you don't have to look at it anymore. Okay.
2: Charlie Casserly.
1: It is you know so the, Bill if... Poley. If the Vikings could trade back, get an additional second-round pick, and still get Christian Darrisaw at nineteen, yeah, yeah that's rah, a win. Freaking Voe, that's yeah. I would always, I would always wonder about them maybe passing on. But a would you
2: pass on them. Justin Fields at nineteen as well? Like, I mean, I, I don't think that that to me has no chance of happening. But I mean, he then has them basically passing on Justin Fields twice and Trey Lance once. Um, I don't think I, I'm not going to pass on no. Justin Fields personally. I, I, I don't know. I just craziness. Crazy. Interesting.
1: All right. Well, uh, this won't be an Irish goodbye. This will be a real goodbye. Uh, yeah, here. we
2: missed you. We <laughs> missed you while, while you were gone. It was
1: actually that, that Irish goodbye was powered by federated mutual insurance company. Wow. If you're wow. a business owner out there and uh, you're looking to, I don't know, sleep better at night. If you're looking for risk management tools, it helps tremendously to have an insurance company like Federated with over 100 years of experience giving you that peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. They've been around for so long. They are so respected, so trusted. You can find out if Federated is right for your business by going to federatedinsurance.com. Talk to your local representative. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, that was a midweek mock edition and a Purple Positivity Thursday on uh, Purple Daily here. Boys, four questions Friday and comments from YouTube coming up in the next couple of days. And we are now two weeks away from day one of the NFL draft. It will be my Michael Jordan flu game because I get the second Pfizer shot the day before. They schedule it for you, boys. And I'm going to grind through like Michael Jordan in the NBA finals if needed. It's going to be amazing. And Judd's going to be my Scotty Pippen. He's going to just be carrying Didn't you tell them? Didn't you tell them? Don't you know
2: who I am? I can't have that Pfizer shot that day.
1: (laughs) I am the host. Yes. Of the daily entertainment platform that is. Purple if daily. you
2: get okay. there for, for your second shot and Pete Carroll is the guy giving the shot, I would leave,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I would bend over. You can put it. You can put no. it on the right. Oh, oh the no! Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Whoa. Save <laughs> <Enough> that for comments. <laughs> All
1: right, see you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.